It's the Who's On First baseball show with the coach, Carl Damasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. The fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? Talking all things baseball on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. And here we are, the coach and the baseball fanatic. And welcome in to the Who's On First Base Baseball Podcast, Season 5, Episode 5, with, of course, the coach, Carl Damasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. And it's all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Well, Kyle, May 3rd, 2022, we're on a roll. We're in over, we're, we've already got a month in of Major League Baseball. And, you know, a lot of good things are happening in Season 5, Episode 5. Double nickels, buddy. Doing it, Coach. Doing it, man. This has been so fun. We've done two live shows, three podcasts, and we've officially got a month of the Major League Baseball season under our belts here. And, man, we got a lot to talk about. Good to see you again, Skipper. You got it. Remember, the Coach's Quarter Sports Network, five shows. Wednesday nights, tomorrow night, from 6 to 7 o'clock on Facebook, Coach's Corner Facebook page. On YouTube, you got Rubbing and Grubbing with the Atlanta man, Brandon Bain, talking all thing NASCAR. I think the race was pushed from Sunday to Monday. Didn't we? Didn't that happen? Yeah, it is due to wet track. So, yeah, they're going to do it on Monday. Well, they did it on Monday. Well, yeah, they moved it at, because of that. But I digress. Right. But are they on second base? I don't know. I don't know. Third base. That's our job. Okay. And then, uh, of course, the producer, Lawrence Bennett, always keeping uh, Brandon straight, also helping us out, <laughs> helping out the other shows. Then, of course, Saturday mornings, the Call of the Massey Sports Board from 9 to about 1030 will be live this week. We won't be uh, pre-recorded because I'm not in – High Point, North Carolina, or in Charleston, West Virginia, watch my little boy play some baseball. So uh, it'll be live. Got a great lineup. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk some uh, some soccer, high school soccer, that is. So I don't want you to get excited, Mr. Savannah Clover, man. If you didn't All know, right. the, base, right. the baseball fanatic is the voice of Savannah Clovers. So uh, you got to be excited about that. So And then uh, I haven't got an athlete in a week. There's a couple of kids in the running. So I'll make sure you get to, you'll find out that Thursday or Friday. And then, of course... The other show that goes live on YouTube, Facebook, uh, is the 19th hole, one time a year, from Augusta, the Masters, the Herb Brothers doing the 19th hole. Great show. Go check it out on YouTube, the 19th hole. They did a great job. And then two podcasts. Okay. They're at podcast number 113. I don't know how many we're up to. I got to count them. But uh, that's, of course, the Young Guns. Okay. And that's uh, Spencer Maddox and Travis Jadon doing the Hot Grids podcast, all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. And, of course, yours truly, the coach and the baseball fanatic, doing the Who's on First Base baseball podcast. All right, the lineup. We play four innings. First inning, we go around the horn. We break down Major League Baseball. Second inning, we go to the Braves. We're chopping on the Braves. Duh. Uh, oh, that sounds really bad. So uh, sorry about that. Okay. Okay. And then uh, the third inning, we take Savannah Bananas. We're going to Kansas City. Okay. You know We're going to take on the Monarchs. And, you know, I didn't know that. This is the first time since 1965 that a Kansas City baseball team is called the Monarchs. Yeah, honestly, I didn't know that until we talked about it a little bit earlier. I mean, of course, that is a legendary name. That was, uh, you know, they were the class. They were literally the the New York Yankees of the old Negro American League with, you know, with some great Hall of Famers on that team. And I Satchel love Satchel Page, baby. Satchel Page, you know it. I mean, look, Buck O'Neill, I could go on and on. But they're bringing back embracing the name in independent ball, and I love it. 
Okay, they'll take on the Kansas City Monarchs, an independent team out of the American uh, American Independent Baseball League, which is also affiliated with Major League Baseball. So that should be a lot of fun. Uniforms look sharp too. Uh, oh, and then, uh, <laughs> then uh, where was I? I? Just lost track. Okay, so that's Savannah Bananas in the third inning. Then of course the local players: J.B. Wendelkin and Josh Reddick out of South Effingham. Okay, Dom Damasi and uh, Tyler Bachelor and Ryan Law out of Calvary Day School. We're going to give you an update what they're doing. One's in the show, one's playing in Mexico, the other two are playing in independent ball, and the other one's in AAA. So we'll get that all straight. And then the fourth inning is always the fun inning. It's trivia. We take two trivia questions. We go at it. This is season number five. This is the closest it's ever been. It's two wins for the Fanatic, one win for the coach, and we had to kiss our sister last week with a tie. So, uh, you know, it's two, one, and one, and we'll go at it to see. Now we play two innings or two questions because – we were doing four, but it took forever. So we cut it to two, and then we got to – if we tie, we go to a bonus question. All right. It's more fun. Oh, it's a lot of fun. And remember, this is all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Okay, let's start in inning number one. Let's go around the horn. Who's hot? Who's not? Who gets an A? Who gets an F? Great article on ESPN+. Plus. Take it away. New York, L.A., what more do you want? That's right. I mean, this is a great stat. It's the first time in the divisional era – that both New York American League and National League teams, as long as well as the Los Angeles American League and National League teams, are both in first place. First time this has ever happened. It's crazy right now. And, of course, it's the usual suspects right now. Of course, we're talking about the Yankees, we're talking about the Mets, talking about the Dodgers, and we're talking about the Angels, and that's so much fun because they got two of the most exciting players in baseball in Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. It's, great. it's a great stat, the first time in the divisional era, and that goes back over 50 years. You know what kills me, though, is they're playing on the left coast. That means we don't get to see them. I it's mean, really tough. I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to stay up till 2 o'clock watching the, the, the Los Angeles Angels, which I'd love to watch. Oh, but, me too. But, you know, it, it's just too far out of it. But four California teams, unbelievable. The Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants, and the Angels. That's, that's pretty impressive. It really is. And, I mean, it's pretty crazy to think that. And then you look at both teams – you know, the two teams that are that have remained in New York, of course, the Yankees and the Mets, they are off two great starts as well. Really cool stat. Didn't not expect that. To, did not expect to see that. I'll learn how to talk at some point during the first month of the season. But uh, what do you say we go take a look around these divisions? All right. Let's 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 do it right now. So let's start out. Of course, we always start out in the American League East. We start out, and of course, with the Yankees on a roll, 10-game winning streak. I mean, they're hot. The Yankees are hot. Hey, Mr. Rizzo, what do you think he's oh, going to do this year, buddy? I was about to say a little bittersweet for me, but big Riz at first base. Really shrewd move after the Yankees were talking about going after the likes of Freddie Freeman. They get a veteran that knows how to win, a platinum glove winner, a gold glove winner, an all-star. He's flat out raking right now. He's got nine bombs playing some really good defense at first base for the Yankees. And good job for Riz. I'll always cheer for him. But the Yankees are off to a crazy good run. Over the last 10 days, you look at it right now, I mean, they're 17-6, and six, leading the pack. Toronto is nipping at their heels two and a half back. Don't get me started on those guys. That's an unbelievable team. But the Yankees have won 10 in a row. Tampa Bay, as well as they've played, they have been six, they've been six and four in their uh, last 10 games. They're still four games back, and Boston's off to a bit of a rough start. No real surprise with Baltimore right now. Right now, the two horses in the race in the East are the Yankees and Toronto. All right, let's start for me. Let's go to the central. Big surprise. Byron Buxton out of Appling County High School here down in the deep south, leading those Minnesota twins. 
to the best record in the only 500 over 500 oh. record in the AL Central, 14 and nine. We know we know the White Sox got hit with the injury bug, but I'm yes. telling you right now, the Twins are exciting, and it's great to see a local kid who I got to watch highlights oh, all the time. It's it's unbelievable. Byron Buxton, unbelievable. Yeah, great start. You know, a lot of teams have hit the skids. You know, Cleveland after coming off with a strong week, they're they've really hit it hard. Three and seven, the White Sox are bit by the injury bug, but a lot of fun for the Twinkies right now, especially with Buxton and Correa carrying them right now. They get a three and a half game lead. And, and all the- we do is hear about the Yankees out of ten and zero. Oh. Minnesota's nine and one. Their last nine and 10. one. There are no nine slouches either. No, no slouches either. Okay, let's go cool. out west. We talked about it. We got the Angels out there in front at 15 and 9. Uh, Mariners are two and a half and back at 12 and 11. The Astros are 12 and 11. So this should be a tight race, but you want to see the Angels. Hopefully, I know it's only one month in. We're only 24 games in, but would it be nice to see the, the Angels on an East Coast time slot if they make the playoffs? Oh, absolutely. Just give the country the time that uh, the chance to actually see them play in the amount of talent this ball club has under great manager Joe Madden. So a lot of fun. Otani, Trout, I mean, I could keep going right there, but they're off to a fantastic start, two-and-a-half game lead over Houston and Seattle. So, I mean, that pretty much wraps up the American League. And you never hear this from a New Yorker, but he's loving the Jersey boy, Mike Trout. He is a Jersey boy, Millville. He's the Millville Meteor. All right, and let's just go stay out there in the West because we got to go. In the National League, the senior circuit, okay, we got to go with the Dodgers at 14 and 7, the Padres 15 and 8, the uh, 49ers, that's football, the Giants at 14 and 8. <laughs> I love it. I mean, even the Colorado Rockies and Arizona Dimebacks all have double digit wins. That's a pretty impressive division right there. But let's see what happens if uh, the Dodgers can hold on. Yeah, no, it's you- going to be it's going to be really tight, but just dealing with San Diego and San Francisco all season. I think it's going to be a three-team race. The Dodgers are still the class, but San Francisco and San Diego have proven to be pretty fun ball clubs. And the little upstart Marlins, they go out there and make some uh, Marlins. My gosh, the Rockies. <laughs> the other 1993 expansion team, my goodness. Um, they're only a um, game and a half back right now. 13-9, good start with guys like you know Chris Bryant um, being signed in the offseason right now. So really fun division. So um, now, Quickly, uh, yeah. we've already we're already 10 minutes, we're already a little over our 10 minute goal. But Bauer not coming back this year, nope, it's not. And right now, it's a two year suspension, one of the most severe, uh, non lifetime ban suspensions you've seen, uh, or we've ever seen in baseball history. Uh, he will appeal, uh, whether or not he gets another chance in Major League Baseball, that remains to be seen. All right, let's go to your lovely central. And the Brew Crew still holding top They're spot cruising. with the Cardinals pressuring them. The Padre, uh, the Pirates, uh, and the, the Cubs and uh, the Reds. I don't know. The Reds have only three wins. I can't believe the Reds only have three wins all That's, year. My goodness. But, I mean, great pitching, solid, timely hitting for Milwaukee. It has really paced them so far. They had a game-and-a-half lead over the Cardinals right now. And uh, the Cubs and Pittsburgh are both 9 and 13, respectively. This is probably the worst Cincinnati Reds team uh, they're at a historically bad level at three and nineteen. My goodness, this is bad. But Milwaukee pitching really well. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I mean, they just flat out suck out loud. So, um, but Milwaukee, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you. But um, Milwaukee is seven and three. Corbin Burns, Woodruff, Suter, Hater. You, you. This is a really good ball club. Right now, the best best pitching staff in baseball. I don't care what he says. That's starting Easy. pitching Easy. and relief pitching. Oh yeah. So, so I, I, 
We got to get this quick. We've already uh, gone over our goal, but let's go to it. Well, we can the do it. NL East, which happens to be the team that we're going to talk about next, is the of course the Atlanta Braves, who now have dropped down the fourth spot because the Mets. The Mets are hot. Okay, they're seventeen the and eight. Hot. Marlins are twelve and ten, which is a surprise in the NL for me. Then of course the Phillies, they got the talent, and the Braves are just floating right there. It's another year where they're starting out slowly. So Brave fans, like I say this year in and year out. We can't give up shit. Just patience, patience, patience. Breath. I mean, they're playing a doubleheader today. They already dropped the first game. Uh, Morton, game. And we'll get to Morton all that later on. But let's go quickly. Uh, a, 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 NL East. 16-8 and eight right now for the New York Mets. They got up to a great start last 17 week. 17-8, buddy. 17-8. and eight. They won this Excuse afternoon. 17-8 and eight with this W. Pardon me. I forgot. Yep, it is game time as they're doing a day-night doubleheader. But the Mets combined last week to throw the second no-hitter in team history. Uh, Trevor McGill actually getting the win in that. Four pitchers, second in team history, as I said. And I really think, and I mean, I wish we had more time to go into this. I think a combined no-hitter is something that's going to be more commonplace in today's baseball, but good start for the Mets. The Braves are off to a slow start, as we've seen. I don't think Miami can hold it up right now, but, hey, it's a month in. That's the roundtable. Hey, Donnie Madeline, you got to love the guy. <laughs> you got to. Donnie Baseball. He hangs in there. All right, so let's. that's it for Around the Horn. That's inning number one in the books. Right now, it's a lot of uh, – a lot of not, not really – they're tight races as it is early. A lot in the of season. uncertainty. It's so, very early. New York and L.A., they're the hot spots for baseball so far after the first month. Don't forget, you're listening to the Who's on First Base baseball podcast with the coach, Carl DeMasi and Kyle Lawson. And it's all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. And we talk about not just all the sports at Coach's Corner, but we talk about all the music. And on Friday nights, from what the man, the owner, the manager, you name him, the coach, John Henderson, has to say is Friday nights, he's bringing in local talent. This Friday night, May 6th, we got Clinton Hackle, country music, Georgia boy from Macon. You like your country music? This guy is supposed to be really good. He's returning to the Sound Garden. Just go to Eventbrite, get your tickets. Friday night, local talent at Coach's Corner. Sounds good to me, Coach. Yeah, a lot of great music always there at Coach's Corner, but I'm in the mood to talk a little Braves right now. All right, so we got to go to inning number two. He's hot. He wants to move to inning number two. Let's talk about the Braves. Okay, the Braves right now are 11 and 14. They're in fourth place in the NL East. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, pitching's been sporadic. Uh, they really don't have to go to the bullpen much because they've been behind so much. So uh, we don't know what this team's going to be like. We got Ronald back. I mean, the guy comes back from an ACL tear and steals two bases. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that means Mr. Ozuna is back and ready to contribute. But, I mean, that, that was kind of the case last year with the Braves, trying to find their groove. You know, not only with the starting rotation, but the pieces in the bullpen. Of course, the bullpen has been used terribly much thus far. But yeah, 11 and 14 right now, five and a half back of the New York Mets, who are off to a, a hot start. But I'm not going to read too much into this. I've seen a lot of positives out of this. Riley's hitting, Olsen's hitting. And uh, Charlie Morton, yeah, he, he got, you know, roughed up a little bit, but they were able to take the opener the other night. They can find a way to get back into this and take serve in this series starting. Um, geez, should be getting started right about the time we finish airing this. But um, they took the game last night five to two. Um, and so, but they also have some really important games coming up here. Not only have they got to finish up against the Mets, they've got to go, they've got to continue on the road to go to Milwaukee. And they're taking on the Brewers starting on Friday after an off day Thursday. It's going to be tough. It really is going to be tough. And, you know, I just got a quick question for you. You know, 
Solar, Solar is gone. Rosario's out with eye injury. Uh, right. Jock P- Peterson is gone. I mean, they were three key players last year, and I think it's hurt this team. I really do. I really do think. I know. I you know. I know we got um, Azuna back, but I'm telling you, those three were big parts to that run last year. They were. They were depth pieces that have really added to that the character of that team last year. But remember, a lot of those guys were added. You know, late in the deadline, they were they were trade pieces. They, those were moves that Alex Anthopoulos went out and made. Don't and I guarantee you, he is going to make the moves if the Braves are in a run later in the year to fortify that lineup. Right now, I'm just happy to have you know a healthy Ronald Acuna Jr. back there. That Achilles is feeling good. The power is going to come back to him really soon. Once again, like we say every year, deep breath, Braves fans. This is pretty early. Charlie Morton is a good pitcher. I still think he's going to give you some good innings, even though he's in his late 30s. And I think Max Fried is still your ace. And, hey, don't worry. If you can wait a little bit, Mike Soroka looks like he should be back by mid-July. So a couple of things to – I'm putting on my, you know, positivity hat here. But I'm seeing some good things from the Braves despite a little bit of a shaky start. I really think they're going to find a way to right the ship. But yeah, you know, like you said, it, it took a while for them to finally get over 500 last year. They were second and, uh, half team. They went right. crazy in the second half. So I think a big addition too is Travis Demerit. Is that how we say Demerit? Yes, absolutely. He had a big home run against the Cubs last week as they took two out of three. Uh, getting his shot played really good defensively, made an unbelievable catch in the outfield. And uh, he gets you speed, gives you a little bit of power. And you find depth like that if you're a well run organization like the Braves. All right, like you said, Riley's at top with seven home runs, 14 RBIs. Matty Olson, I mean, he's filled in the Freeman uh, Freeman spot very nicely. Boy, he had a bomb the other night, let oh, me yeah. tell you. 286 batting average, 400 uh, on base percentage. Uh, he leads the team and hits with 26. So uh, not a bad not a bad deal right there. So uh, when is Freddie coming back to, to Atlanta? That's going to be a big one. I was about to say, I'd have to look at the schedule, but I, I guarantee you. I think it's June that- 6th. Yeah, I was about to say, I knew I know what's coming up sometime in June. I just couldn't remember the exact series, but they will just bring out, you know, the the they will the fanfare horns will be there and Freddie will get his due. He will get that beautiful ring. Uh and uh I guarantee you when he's done with his career, that number five will never be worn by another brave. All right, I was off. Uh the Dodges, wow. The Dodges don't come in till to the ATL to the battery. Until June twenty fourth. Okay, June all right. 24th. We're still right. I knew it was sometime in June. I just couldn't, uh, you know. But I said June fourth. I left out the twenty. So okay. Okay, you were close <laughs> enough. But hey, I mean, went out there. I mean, they're gonna do. They're gonna roll out the red carpet for him. Everything he's done for Atlanta. He's a Braves legend, and uh, they're gonna treat him well when he comes back here. You know, wearing the uh, wearing the colors of the L.A. Dodgers. But hey, he deserves I- it. We got one minute left in the second inning. Okay, so biggest surprise for the Braves so far this year, after one month in, under under your belt. I don't know. I I gotta say I'm gonna go. You know, with the name you mentioned a little bit earlier, the early contributions from uh, Travis Demerit. You know, coming up there, he had a really good series. I know it's a really small sample size, but he's a guy. That looks like he can contribute. Uh, if hopefully the injury bug doesn't bite the Braves, but uh, really impressed with what I've seen in the past ten days from him. Yeah, my my biggest my biggest uh, surprise is how good Matt Olson really is because 
We never got it. He's a Georgia boy from Parkview High School, right up there in the ATL area. We never yes, got to see him play because he was out there on the West Coast with the Yeah, Eddies. he's in Oakland A. Uh, I'm pretty impressive. I didn't know he's six foot five. Did you realize he's he a is big that man? Tall? He is a big man. Big boy. All right, that's inning number two in the books. That's right. You're listening to the Who's on First Base Baseball podcast with the baseball fanatic Kyle Lawson, of course, yours truly, the coach, Carl Damasi. Okay, Saturday night in the Sound Garden. I know you love this. I'll let you take it right away. Who we well, got? We've got Freebird. That's Southeast Georgia's ultimate tribute to Leonard Skinner out there in the Sound Garden. They've played several times. They're making the return. Um, I get a chance to. Um, they got a great commercial that's out on the radio right now and I uh, heard it this morning. So yeah, if you like some Skinner to go out and check them out, they're going to be a lot of fun. The sound garden is always a great place to go out and see them. They play all over the area, but it's going to be really fun in the newly refurbished sound garden. Uh, and yeah, if you need tickets, go to eventbrite.com. And remember it's all sports, all music, all food, all fun since when? 1991 at Coach's Corner. All right, so now we go to inning number three. We stay locally. We talk about the bananas. We talk about the guys that are in the show, in the minors, in the independent. You know what I mean? We're talking about the local guys, Paisans. Uh, so, yeah, I'm getting a little carried away there. So, uh, once again, <laughs> let's it. start it off. Let's go on the road. Like we said, to Kansas City, here we come. Kansas City, here we come. So, now that the world tour has ended, the, the bananas, as you may have heard on previous shows, have been challenged by the Kansas City Monarchs. They're going to head out to Legends Field in Kansas City on May 6th and 7th with a two-game series against the Monarchs in banana ball rules. This should be a lot of fun against a regular um, independent league team in the American Association. And I still say advantage bananas. This is going to be so much fun. And you can see it on ESPN Plus if you have um, – actually, yeah, if you have the ESPN package, you should just be able to see it. It's not a part of the Bananas package. This is so cool. The fact that the first time the Bananas have actually been challenged by a professional team to go out and play their brand of banana ball, I cannot wait to see this. Yeah, it's going to be loaded with uh, minor league ball players, uh, which is what the independent leagues are all about, kids mm -hmm. trying to make – Trying to the kids, the guys trying to make it back to the to the affiliated yeah, ball, affiliated uh, minor ball. league baseball. So yeah, it's it's going to be very good talent taking on the bananas. Now the key is, can they play banana ball? No bunting, no stepping out, no mound visits. Uh, you could steal first base. Uh, no walks. How many am I up to? I was about to say you got four right there. Now if you go five. You're looking at catching a if a fan catches a foul ball, right? That's an out, right? And there's a time limit. I forgot about that one, right? Time limit, two hour time limit. Yeah. So this is completely, you know, diametrically opposed to everything they've been taught. But it's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to watch it this weekend. It's going to be a ball. All right. So remember, every inning counts. So if you score two runs, the other team scores one run, you get a run, you get a point. That's how every inning counts. Two-hour yeah. time limit makes it a lot more fun. No bunting, uh, no mound visits. Uh, here we go. Uh, Two-hour time limit. No stepping out of the batter's box. If you do, it's a strike. Okay, no bunting. Batters can steal first base. No walks. A one-on-one -on -one showdown if you're tied. That means they put the pitcher, the catcher, and one fielder out there against one batter. And the Savannah Bananas had a walk-off, uh, you would say, a walk-off tiebreaker. Uh, I don't I know. Like a walk-off steal, didn't it? There you go. Walk off steal. No mound visits. And of course, if a fan catches the ball, 
you're out. Okay, so uh, we'll see if the Kansas City Monarchs can do that this Friday and Saturday out there in Kansas City. And remember, it's on ESPN. And Banana Fest won the Coastal Plain League champions. Take the field. Banana Fest, May 24th. Come out, have a good time, meet the team, and it's big-time party. And I know oh, yeah. you love it. Thursday night at Grayston Stadium, besides being Thirsty Thursdays, they're taking on the Florence from Flamingos. No longer the Red Wolves, the Flamingos. Yeah. Um, people, they're getting crazy with these names. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the whole CPL is really buying into the spirit of the thing, to quote Dickie Dunn from Slapshot. Um, but, yeah, they'll be playing on uh, – just trying to quote the spirit of the thing, Reg. But, I got you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So May 26th, they're playing against the Flamingos. It's sold out. Every game this season is sold out. No, no, course, no, 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 no. On Wednesday, June 1st, against the Spartanburg – the Spartanburgers. Spartanburgers. Okay, the Spartanburgers. There are 20 tickets left. 20, 20 tickets, tickets left. left. I, I swear, though, I looked at the website two hours ago. Now, if you go to if you want to go to June 7th against the Flamingos again back at Historic Racing Stadium, there are 31 tickets left. I mean, there's some games where there are tickets left. The Flamingos aren't a hot commodity here because it looks like every time they play Flamingos, I mean, 30 tickets out of 4,000 tickets. That's not too shabby. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, of course, on the website, they essentially sold out nearly all of these games. Now, only two days later on Saturday, May 28th, they take on the hated Megan Bacon. And that game is definitely sold out. Now, I'm, I'm, I mean, you're not going to believe this. So uh, I make the eight-hour trip to uh, Charleston, West Virginia, to see my son, Dominic DeMarcy, yep. playing for the Charleston Dirty Birds in the Dirty Atlantic Birds. Independent League. So I didn't realize that I wore my banana shirt to school, you know, gym teacher. So I get in the ballpark, and the first thing someone does to me, that's my favorite baseball team. Do you know about <laughs> them? I said, I live there. You know, I I said, they got can, can we get tickets? I said, Usually they're sold out. So I don't know if you're going to get tickets, but you could try, go online and see if you get the ticket. So, uh, you know, that's that's pretty crazy. Everywhere I go, uh, Orlando, when I went to visit my daughter in Orlando, a guy's walking down uh, Universal and he's got a banana shirt on. Got to take a picture. You see him everywhere. You see him everywhere. So it's pretty There is exciting. a youth so, Little League team in uh, the suburbs or sh suburbs of Chicago. They're the bananas. They've even got the hats. Hey, well, my son, I mean, well, my son not have been to I'm sorry. When my oldest son was growing up, we were fans of Sand Nats. We had the same uniforms as the Sand Nats, so the Sand Nats oh. was was a big was a big uh, you know craze too. I was about to say that's a classic. I think I still got a couple of old Savannah Sand Nats jerseys laying around my house. I'll tell you this though: Do you have Savannah Rugrats bag? Uh, a big pardon? Savannah Rugrats bag, soccer bag. Oh, in I your soccer. I definitely do not. You that weren't here for that. That was great. No, I was back in the land of Lincoln back then, my friend. Right. I mean, the Savannah Rugrats indoor soccer team. It was great. So anyway, <laughs> all right, let's 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 get on now to the local players. Let's start. And, of course, in the show, we got J.B. Wendelkin. Go ahead. You got the stats. I got the stats. But I'll let you spit it out first. Okay. So J.B. right now, right-handed pitcher, um, pitching for the Arizona Diamondbacks, still continues with the 0-1 uh, record 432 ERA, primarily coming out of the pen. He's usually a one-inning guy. Sees a lot of time in the sixth inning. Uh, seven games, eight um, eight and a third pitched. He's got, let's see here. Four Ks. Uh, yeah, four Ks, only three walks, one appearance. His last appearance was actually against the Dodgers. He came in in the sixth inning, uh, pitched a really clean inning, only had one walk, faced four batters, got out of there, and was responsible for 
giving the Diamondbacks a chance to get the W against probably the best team in baseball. All right, we'll, we'll stay with uh, the uh, American baseball right now. We're going to go into the minor leagues where we got Tyler Batchelor out of, uh, of course, Calvary Day School uh, out of South Georgia College. Got drafted by the Mets, uh, went to the Pirates. Pirates released him, gets picked up by the Minnesota Twins. He's playing in St. Paul, Minnesota for the Saints. Uh, so far this year, uh, he had a pretty good record. Okay, where, where did it go? Okay, so far this year, he has appeared in – Three games, he's got a 2-0 record. He's got an ERA of 3.0 uh, in, let's see, where's my inning pitch? In three innings pitched, he's got five Ks and two walks. Not pretty bad. A uh, whip of 133. Uh, I would say he's being pretty impressive there. So three, three, three appearances out of the bullpen, two wins, uh, ERA of 3.0. He has got five strikeouts and three innings. Pretty impressive. Yeah, good start uh, for Ty, and uh, really glad to get another chance with the Minnesota Twins organization there. And uh, if he continues to produce, uh, you could see him get a chance, you know, to be a call-up and get another chance in the show. All right. We're following the other South Effingham boy. Also, another South Effingham boy that went to Middle Georgia College, also drafted by the Boston Red Sox, but he's been around in 13 years. He's got some World Series bling. We're talking about Josh Reddick. He's playing in Mexico. Go ahead, spit the team out. Spit yeah, the name out. For Los Aceros del Norte. So he is playing for the Steelers. That is uh, Aceros. That is the Steelers. That is the name okay. of this team. This The Monclova Steelers, for those of you. So how is he doing? Nine games. Uh, batting only uh, 212 right now, but he's still getting on base in a pretty solid clip like he always has throughout his career, 395. He's got 10 walks already. And only nine games, and he's got two knocked in. So he's definitely going to get a chance to produce down there. A team that is stock full of former major league talent. How, how How's the Panda doing? I did not look at Mr. Sandoval's. <laughs> oh, 273. Uh, he's batting 273. Okay, I didn't even check, man. I was just trying to see. I was so excited I could actually find a page where I could get all of the stats for Josh. And that's baseballreference.com. You can find everything right there. So, all right, I let's go keep many on track. Hours of my life to that website. <laughs> let's keep on track and let's go to the two guys that are now uh, playing in the uh, independent league, the Atlantic uh, Independent League. We got to go with Dom Damasi and uh, Ryan Lala, both playing for the Charleston Dirty Birds. Love that logo. Love that logo. Yeah, they're playing the uh, the independent Atlantic League. And yeah, Dom right now is one and one with a 360 ERA back as a starter. He's got 10 innings pitched with four Ks thus far. Yeah, he's uh, he's trying to find his groove. You know, he hasn't pitched in uh, you know competitive baseball in almost uh, two years. You know, he did a couple yeah. of stints with the Bananas, but it's not the same. And you know it, I know it. Uh, you know, trying to get that arm in the right groove, muscle memory. You know, it, it really, it really uh, takes some time, but he's he's working it out, and uh, he'll get a start this Thursday. At here's another one for you at the Kentucky Wild Health Gnomes baseball team. <laughs> wow, Lexington, Lexington with Kentucky. That'll be Thursday night. So that we'll is a mouthful of a ball club name. I'll tell you that, Coach. All right, so let's uh, hear about Ryan Lola. Yeah, Ryan Lawler also with the Charleston Dirty Birds, a specialist coming out of the bullpen right now. Uh, got a win to his name. Uh, ERA is a little bit high in a very small uh, sample right now. He's got four Ks to two 
walks right now in four innings pitch. He's pitched in three games thus far. Really only had one bad outing thus far. You know, yes. a guy that spent some time, um, really made it up to AAA last year with the Iowa Cubs. And uh, after he was released, he got a second lease on life in the Atlantic League. And so far, so good for Mr. Lawler. Yeah, his last time out, um, he struck out the uh, struck out the side. So uh, yes, he, he came did. back. The, the, really game good before, the game before that, he came in. It was pretty cool. Don was the starting pitcher. And he came in relief. Oh, and the, he gave up a big home run. But they still wound up getting a win. Dom got the win. So it was pretty impressive that seeing the, the old high school teammates. Come, and I was there for it. So it was pretty impressive. So I'm just so glad you actually got to go up there. It's a really cool stadium up there in Charleston. Got to see, uh, got to see Dom. Got to see Ryan. Just, you know. Calvary Day boys out out get out there still getting it done trying to get back to the show. I'm telling you, you know there's nothing like that High Point Rocker Stadium with the artificial turf, brand new stadium, all the amenities. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty pretty impressive. And of course, Frankie V, Frankie Viola uh, on the other side, who Dom got to work with his first year there, that was pretty yes, impressive too. And Dom said, you know, they all, you know, most of the guys are still there at High Point. Had a great time with them. Uh, talked to Frank for uh, for a while. So. Uh, you know, it was great experience getting back there to see uh, High Point Rockers. And, uh, you know, that that's not a bad logo, too, you know, that rocking chair, because High Point, North Carolina is the home of furniture. That's right. I mean, I trust me, I'm familiar. If you look at most rocking chairs these days, if it's a good one, you probably it was probably made in High Point, North Carolina. The fact that you got to go to Charleston and High Point, see Dom and Ryan Pitch, that's awesome. And you get to see Frank Viola. So, all right, inning number three in the book, local guy Savannah Bananas this weekend in Kansas City taking on the Kansas City Monarchs. They're playing professional baseball players in Banana Ball. It's going to be pretty exciting to see, and you can watch that on ESPN Plus or ESPN, whatever you got. All right, here we go. We'll talk more about what's going on in the Sound Garden when, he, when we finish this last inning. It's trivia time. Uh, I was shut out for like 18 straight games and I'm giving the I'm giving the man a run for his money. You know, when you when you deal with the baseball fanatic Kyle Lawson, this man has a plethora of knowledge in that cranial vault of baseball information. <laughs> it's so it's pretty tough, but right now it's 2-1 one and 1. We're going to the fifth the, we're going to game number 5. I'm up first, you're the home team. Let's go spit out your first question. All right, I, I kind of went a little bit all over the place as I am want to do. So, I know. I carry a theme, and you go all over the place. This is what we do. That is my theme, which is no theme. That's why Here you're a fanatic, because we never know where you're coming from. You never know. Angela right. told me that. Yeah. You've met. We've met. We're good. So, okay, here is my question. First question for tonight. Top of the inning. So, Yogi Berra, for your beloved New York Yankees, has 12 World Series home runs. Can you name me one of the two players that has more? There are players that have more home runs than Yogi Berra in the in the in the World, World Series? Series. Yeah, World Series. Let's think. World Series. I spend World more time doing my trivia questions than I do my notes because <laughs> I get to think of something I haven't asked you yet. Uh, oh man, the only one I can think of is. Uh, another Yankee that played with the Oakland Athletics. He was in a lot of work. Reggie Jackson. Nope. That's a very good guess. He had some of the most iconic home runs in Got Yankee you. World Series history. But no, Reggie is not it. You could have chosen between the leader, Mickey Mantle, the Mick, 18, and the Babe had 15. I knew and it I had to be. I was tossing you a softball question there. 
No, I knew it had to be a Yankee, but I didn't think Mickey Mantle had that many home runs in World Series because the guy was always hurt, and Babe Ruth was eating too many hot dogs. Love hot dogs. So do I. So did Babe Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Bottom of the first now. Of course, I go with a theme. You'll get my theme after we do this, but all right. Name, it's related to pitching now. That's all my right, theme yeah. tonight. Name the like pitcher it. with the longest regular season winning streak. We're not including postseason play. And tell me what years he did that. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm not giving you any easy ones anymore, buddy. Oh, my God. Regular season. Ah. Uh, see, I'm thinking scoreless innings. Uh, nope. We're talking about winning streak. Winning streak. Daggone it. Uh, I don't know. You're going to – I'm just going to throw up a name here. Um, daggone it. All right. Uh, Rick Sutcliffe, 84 Cubs. How many? 84? No, 84 Cubs. Okay, okay. It's Carl Hubble. Carl Hubble, New York Giants. I'm probably going to go 1937. 36 to 30. 37, he had 24 consecutive wins. That he did lose. Phenomenal. You see, this is what bothers me. This is what bothers me with trivia. You know, we're saying regular season. So we had two seasons back to back. Okay, what bothers me, though, he did lose in the playoffs to the Pirates. So to me personally, I don't consider that, you know, a consecutive winning streak. But you don't take into consideration playoffs from what this little article told me. So, uh, you know, you know, he shut out the Pirates, but then he uh, lost in – oh, sorry – uh, yeah, he lost, he lost in the playoffs to the Pirates, uh, also. So, uh, you know, yeah, I forgot there was a game playoff in that one to get to the World Series against the Yankees. He's one of the first first pitches to be a MVP in the National League, too. So, I didn't know that. So, that is correct, Carl Hull. Okay, all right, zero zero. We're going to the top of the second. Let's go spit it out there, big guy. All right, here's one that I like. Okay, we talk a little week last week. I don't know why Buck Show Walter stuck in my head. So, of course, he was a part of managing his second no-hitter as a manager last week with a combined no-no for the New York Mets. Can you name me the pitcher that threw the first one when, as with Buck Showalter as his manager? <laughs> He's managed for how many teams? Four or five teams already. Come on. He's played in four. Uh, I have, I have no, I, no idea. So, uh, well, it was while he was at the helm of the New York Yankees. I know. I'm going to go David Cohn. Good guess. Uh -uh. Jim Abbott. Jim Abbott. 1993, August. Yeah, oh, I, believe me, I watched it. I watched yep, it. I remember. I watched it. Jim Abbott, born with one hand out of uh, Michigan. Yeah, that's the, right. Played for the United States Olympic team. Unbelievable player. And, and I played with a – in my high school career, I played with a, a player who was unbelievable. I mean, he, he led the league and he led the team in batting. I mean, the, the kid was phenomenal with one hand. It was pretty impressive. So, all right. So, we go to the bottom of second. This is for the all right. Or we go to for tiebreaker. So, I'll make it quick because we're running out of time here. Let's go. We want to keep it. Uh, okay. Once again, I'm sticking with pitching. Who is the only 20-game winner and 20-game loser in a season? Oh, Wilbur Wood, Chicago White Sox. Yeah, when? 1974. 
Okay. And 1979, Hall of Famer Phil Nuxy Necro led the league in wins and losses. He won 21 games and he lost, he won 21, lost 20. He had an ERA of 3.39. Okay. Okay. But however, I ahead. was right that he did win 20 and lose 20. Wow. You know what I mean? I, who was the only 20 game winner and 20 game loser? So, I mean, you know, more than 20 wins. I mean, he had 21 wins. No, buddy. It's happened more than once. Oh, yeah, but it has happened since 1979. So, oh, the last one. The right. last one. The That's last one. what I get for not reading the fine print. You know what, coach? Uh, I'll give you that. Hey, one. here's a good one for you. Can you name can you name the other 20 game winner that year <laughs> in 79? Oh, it's 79? Yeah, they both won 21 games. Oh. Nolan Ryan. His brother Joe. Oh my gosh. 21 and 11 with the Astros. <laughs> All right. I'm just gonna hang my head in shame. Okay. All, All right. right. Dude, bonus so I guess question. We're do a bonus here. Overtime. All right. So we were talking Sorry, about we're playing Schoen. baseball. Extra innings. Extra innings here. All right. Here's my question. You talked about Buck Walter managing for a variety of teams. Can you name me, other than the New York Mets, the other four teams he's managed for? Well, uh... <laughs> Well, of course, we got the Mets. That's obvious. No, nope, uh, no, I said excluding the Mets. Excluding the Mets. Okay, so yeah. I got to go. I got to go Baltimore Orioles. Correct. Now, I'm not including the Yankees, right? No, you can. Okay, Yankees. That's two. So I got to come up with two more. Two more. Two more. Didn't he have something to do with the Diamondbacks? Wasn't he the expansion manager? He was. Yeah, so one more. Give me who, one more, who, and you can. You told me I'm not allowed to use the Mets. I need one more. No, I just said other than the Mets, who are the teams he he managed for? So you got three. There's one more. Okay, Orioles. Oh, I know who it is. Who is it? The Lone Star Rangers of Texas. Oh, 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 oh well done, sir. I All love right, Buck Showalter. I love Buck Showalter. I follow the Mets now because of, yeah, I know Luis Rojas got a raw deal. He was with the Savannah Sand Nets, but I love Buck Showalter. He's my type of guy. Straightforward, tells you like it is, has a little discipline, and that's what the Mets need. And look at the difference this year. Look he's at the a difference. baseball lifer, and I mean, he's a guy that I've rooted for so bad because he's built so many great teams and love to see him get a chance to get to the promised land one of these days. Uh, even though I really don't care for the Mets. Okay, all right. You got to win right here if I don't get this right. What you got for me? All right, Ron Hunt. I hate the Cubs, too. Or, oh, get out of here. Or Ferguson Jenkins or uh, Ron Santo or Bill Buckner. You want me to keep on going? The, the Cubs that ruined my life? Not till 69 when the Black Cat came out. That You had to love that one. Okay. I so really don't go. see how we ever ruined your life. But uh, Here we go. Here we... <laughs> I know, I know. All right. This one I think you're going to get, so it's going to end in a tie. Okay, All right, fine. This is this was fascinating. Of course, I stuck with pitch this time. I guess because my son's back pitching. Okay, who is the last pitcher to throw thirty complete games in a season? In a season, thirty complete games. Right. Goodness gracious. I feel like I'm going to have to go back into Hallett antiquity here. No, no. I thought so, too, but no. 30 complete games? Yep. 
Greg Maddox. Okay. The 30 complete game mark hasn't been what once would call before the 1920s, but it still occurred sporadically or in sports until the mid 70s when it stopped completely. No pitch has reached the milestone since Catfish Hunter Catfish did it in Hunter. 1975. Compare it to nine, compare it to 2019 when Shane Bieber and Lucas Giolito tied for the major league late major league the major league baseball league with three complete games. Three. <laughs> that's that's just Give the me, evolution of pitching it, right there. Give me that white flag with that red W or the blue W. I gotta fly it over here in Wilmington Island because it's two to two now. It's tied again, fanatic. We're hey, tied you again. Got, you got me, coach. This was good stuff. You beat me fair and square, and man, this has just been another show. Can't believe we're doing five shows already. I can't believe that I keep it a theme, and you still aren't blowing me now. Where you go from one place to the other, I keep it in a theme. So that's how my brain goes, Coach. Yeah, well, I love doing what's the topic today. All right, well, we're already four minutes over. You got a little extra of the Who's on First Base Baseball podcast right here on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Don't forget Friday night we got Mister Clayton Hackle. Country music boy from Macon, Georgia, back in the Soundgarden, seven o'clock Friday night, May sixth, and of course, I know you 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 love this Saturday night. What are we going with? Oh, you're going with Freebird, Southeast Georgia's ultimate tribute to Leonard Skinner. Come on out and check it out; they're an absolute blast. So, as we say every week, until we talk, oh sorry, tomorrow or the next day, may you always do what? Always hit it out of the park. Whatever you may do, and always hit it out of the park. And until we speak again. Next week, what are you going to do? You're going to try to make it your best week ever, and I know you will. And that's it. That's the coach and the baseball fanatic. Hey, keep on listening. Uh, this will be uh, up on I, uh, on TuneIn, okay, after I uh, upload it. So you can always check it out on TuneIn Radio, the, the Who's on First Base Baseball Podcast, season number five, episode number five. We got to thank you for joining. And once again, please say a prayer for all those people out there in the Ukraine. Uh, they need our prayers. They need our thoughts. Uh, it, it's pretty, it's pretty unbelievable, but I never thought I'd see another war like this in my lifetime, but we got to pray for them right there. Big guy, you know, it, Hey, play ball, play ball. We'll catch you next week.